Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. My name is Sam, if you don't know that already, and I'm going to be giving you mindset shifts to lose weight so you can become the most confident and unstoppable version of yourself in work and life. Seriously, I'm just going to be giving you doses of realness and reminders of how badass you already are. And so I'm really excited that you're spending time here and I appreciate you and love you so much. Now let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have an incredible guest who I have just had the pleasure of meeting. Just a few weeks ago, we were connected through Instagram, the the beautiful space of social media. Her name is Caroline Stevens, and she is a fellow mindset coach, a life and empowerment coach. She has the most tangible energy. She just like wants you to succeed and gives you the tools to really stand stand up, step into your power and just gain that real like solid presence in your own life. Um, she owns a business called The Journey to Empowerment, and I'm really excited to have her on and share all of her gifts and knowledge with you guys. So welcome, Caroline. I'm so happy you're here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. And yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Amazing. Yes. So for anyone that has not stumbled upon your profile or doesn't know who you are, why don't you share a little bit about you and what you do and how you got into this space? Okay. So I'm all about empowerment. So I'm an empowerment coach and also a healing practitioner. And I usually work with um, entrepreneurs and help them get rid of their anxiety, their stress and overwhelm so they can really confidently build and grow their businesses. But really the work I do is, is for, for anybody, can benefit anybody. And um, well, the way it started for me, my own personal journey was really when I was like 15 and I looked around and I saw most people being on autopilot and I went like, no freaking way, I'm going to want to live my life like that, you know? Yeah. And so this is where the first spark sort of um, happened where I, you know, decided I want to forge my own path. And then you know, after high school, I decided everybody else went into the system and they did some, you know, banking apprenticeships and things. And I'll go like, no way I'm going back into another institution, you know. So I took off and traveled through Africa for a year and a half. And, you know, just on that quest to find out who am I and how do I want to live my life. And, um, yeah, so it just kept going like that. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. I, I wonder, like, where did that initial spark come from from you? Like, how did you know that there was something else? Well, I guess I, I came from a very um, controlled environment. Um, you know, I was very constricted and everything had to be just so. And I think I had this bit of a rebel inside of me and I just wanted to break free and I just wanted to there was this little spark. It couldn't quite be extinguished. And that little spark just kept reminding me that there is more and you, you just got to step out and find it. And um, so, yeah, I've always been listening to that little voice. Yeah, I love that. Do you have a name for your little voice? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> well, it's probably my higher self, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. I think the work that you do, just, to, just for you guys to know, like Carolyn and I actually did a session was it last week um, where she walked me through a guided visualization of my own experiences, my own past journey. And it was so 
it was so empowering because that's what I do for clients mostly, but I haven't really had that experience for myself, like this one-on-one. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit with you, Caroline, and just maybe you can, you can share some of the process in, and how you support your clients and what you see them struggling with most, how to kind of get them from that maybe victim or like stuck place to a more empowered, like newest, highest self. Okay, so maybe I'll rewind a little bit. You know, there was a time in my life where everything had fallen apart. You know, the marriage fell apart, divorce, lost our family home, had no money. And at that stage, I just had a little part-time massage business, you know, was a home stay-at-home mom at the time. And so, yeah, um, yeah I felt like a, like a victim, you know, life was happening to me. And so at that point, a friend came to me and he said, Carolina, what you have created is because of your way of thinking and your patterns, yeah, and your way of being. And so all you need to do is change those and you can create something different. And boom, it just really hit me and and it just rang true. And so this is really when my journey to empowerment started, like really started, because first of all, I had to survive, let alone thrive. And so that's when I then just rolled up my sleeves and thought, okay, if this is how it works, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to prove this to myself. And so I spent every spare cent I had on healing practitioners and on coaches, and I got them to help me um, just really turn my subconscious inside out because I figured consciously I wouldn't have created that, right? So I needed to go deeper, and I realized all the disempowering emotions I hadn't dealt with, you know, my childhood wounds, you know, unresolved anger and grudges and resentments and not, and then the beliefs like I'm not good enough. Women are second rate citizens, you know, men can't be trusted. Life's tough and it's, you know, a struggle and all those kind of beliefs. And I could see how they had become the undercurrents and they ended up manifesting in this, in this life, you know, that I, I had created. So I realized I had played a part in creating this life. And so this is then when the healing came in, the journey work that you're referring to, as well as the coaching work and really working with our mindset to turn this around. And as I let go of my childhood wounds and my fears and insecurities and and sort of shifted my thinking, I just started to feel more empowered in myself and comfortable in my own skin. And... um, And yeah, and also new opportunities started to come my way, you know, more abundance, you know, just started to build my business, attracted great opportunities, more income, life started to flow with more ease. And also my relationship started to become more authentic and more real. And so this is when I really realized, whoa, you know, we are the creators of our own reality. And often we create by default, you know, from from the 95% unconscious that we are. And so we can take our power back from from those disempowered parts, turn it around, and we can, I believe, we can be and do and have what we want in life. I love that. Oh my gosh. And I resonate so much because I think for the past few years, this has been my journey of coming from life is hard, making money is hard, it has to be difficult, like, you know, the struggle is real. I'm never going to get there. I'm not good enough. Like all these stories to no, life is meant to be fun. I'm having a blast. It can be easy. It can be like, I am good enough. Like anything more is a bonus. And it's like this whole new 
just like, ah, you know, like this breath of fresh air, like lightheartedness. Is that some of the stuff that you, like that you struggled with as well? Like your limiting beliefs, what were those for you? Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. I'm, you know, I'm not worthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not lovable, you know, like all those kind of things. And I mean, the way you're saying it, you're saying this, I'm good enough and I'm free and I'm all those things. You're saying it from an empowered place already, but we can't just consciously decide this because right. sometimes, as you know, in your own work, there are those inner blocks. You know, there's this little inner kid that goes like, the heck, you can't do that. The heck, life is a struggle. You know, don't you start kidding yourself, you know? And so when we can, and that's sort of what my work is about, and that's what the journey is about, um, is to take us to those places where we're still holding on to those limiting beliefs and those, those emotions that stop us from being free and just from believing in ourselves and from knowing we are worthy of all love and abundance and having fun in life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I know. And I love your energy. Like, I think that's the energy is like the embodiment of the new beliefs in a sense. And I feel that even for me recently, I'll be honest, like I've had a recent shift in the past few months of like, no, I can be myself. And like, part of that is like dancing more, like just being like, I don't give a shit what you guys think of my moves because they're not for you. Like they're for me. <laughs> I've seen you on Instagram. It's so awesome. I so, yes, love that. Yeah. But I guess like, can you talk a little bit about the quote unquote, like the journey and how say someone listening right now feels all the things that we're talking about. They have all these limiting beliefs. They're like, I don't know how to get to the empowered place. What's the process that you take your clients through? Or what's the process look like for someone that wants to get to that empowered place and believe in themselves? Okay. So yeah. So first of all, it's great that you know what you want and you're realizing you're stuck or there's like an obstacle in the way and, and you're feeling some frustration, something is not working as well in your life or you're stuck in patterns, maybe eating or anger or anxiety or whatever it is. So that's number one. So then the, the second part is that you, that you do something about it. So, you know, there's, there's different uh, modalities. And so the journey work, what it does is it takes you literally on this journey. I mean, it's, it's playful uh, as you've experienced it. And it takes you on this journey into your subconscious and into your body where those old emotions, where this old block is. And when we take you to this place, it all happens just, by itself you didn't have to do anything right right yeah yeah and so what comes up is usually some emotions come up a memory comes up and then we're just processing those emotions healthily because what happens is as kids when stuff happens we're not born with a manual of what to do with those emotions fear comes you know not good enough humiliation comes and we shut down because we don't know what to do with it and we need to survive. We need to keep going. And so we accumulate all those layers of unresolved emotions and they're literally stuck in our bodies and in our subconscious together with the disempowering beliefs. Right. And so the journey, what it does, it, it takes us to those places so we can face those things safely. And, um, and as we do this, you know, sort of peel away those layers of emotions, like you were dropping through those layers of disempowered emotions and then all of a sudden you kind of drop into this beautiful place of just 
this peace, this joy, this playfulness, this lightness. And that's that deeper part inside of us that's always there. You know, it's like this, it's our potential. It's this wholeness that is our tr the truth of our own being. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you connect with that as well as facing some of those pains that we usually try everything, you know, but to face. And so as we do it and as we empty out the pain, you know, and having like conversations with people that we may have never expressed our emotions to, we release it. We, it, it let, literally just, we let it go out of our bodies and um, we come to a place of a great understanding. It leads to forgiveness. And we just, we just find this place of peace inside of ourselves. Yeah. That's you know? cool. And then when you come out of the process, you feel lighter, you feel freer, like you let go of a burden. And yeah, you just connect it to this deeper, more whole part inside of yourself. Totally. Yeah. Um, if you're willing, like I would love to talk, like put this into context for people because it's, it's easy to talk about it conceptually, but people are like, okay, like how do I actually do this? So can you share a little bit about like the process that you took me through and, and then I can kind of talk about like what came up for me? Yeah. So first of all, we, we, we talked about an intention. So what was it that you wanted to get out of the process? Yeah. So for me, um, two, two main things came up. One was not feeling like I was, um, good enough or worthy of attention or like acknowledgement, um, through either like family or my boyfriend or just in just generally like not having the acknowledgement that I, needed because I didn't really give it to myself. And then the other part was around money. Um, and that I was grateful for what I had, but I also felt like there was never enough money. Like it was never, it just, there was never enough. And I knew that it wasn't true, but I couldn't fully like embody the belief by just like trusting, like, it's fine. Yeah, I'm good. Right. So those were like the two big things for me. Yeah. And so, so what we did is we put out those intentions, you know, and, and then you just close your eyes, you relax and I took you down those 10 steps where, so you like super relaxed mm -hmm. and then you go through this doorway and there was a mentor there waiting for you, which basically embodies your higher self, you know, yeah. and then you, um, you just, just, what was some sort of vehicle showed up for you? What was that? Yeah, again? it was, it was so crazy. So she asked me like, okay, you're going to go down the staircase. You're going to walk through the door. And then once you open the door, you're going to see a vehicle. And my vehicle was a, you know, those cars with two wheels on the back and one on the front. It's like the big <laughs> tricycles that are like the trike cars. It was like a race car and it was neon orange. It was so weird. <laughs> And I was like, well, that's my car. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And it, whatever comes up, it's just, it's just this amazing creativity and there's fun in it. And it's just so awesome. And so, yeah, for you, it was this awesome, this little orange tricycle. And so then this was already pre-programmed with your intention. And so you just press this button and it just took you somewhere inside of your body. So where, where did it take you? Yeah. So the two, the two places were actually, there was three places. It was like the space between my eyes, like my, like I had like a furrowed brow, my upper back between my shoulder blades was really tight. And like my lower stomach, like kind of like my gut or like my lower belly fat, that area. Yeah. And so that's what happens. Some kind of body areas just get our attention. And then it also what came up, but there was an emotion that came up for you, right? 
yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot of emotions that came up, but I think like one was um, inadequacy and like frustration that I couldn't like express myself. Mm. I couldn't get the words out. So I never tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also remember this, this anger was there, this frustration, this anger. Yeah. And isn't it interesting, you know, so often we have the surface emotion that we feel kind of comfortable with mm. and that we find easy to express to people. But whenever we are triggered, <clears throat> we, f- we feel, you know, anger, we blast somebody or whatever, you know, or blast ourselves. But in this process, I think what the realization was, what beneath this anger and frustration, there is this feeling like I'm not seen and I'm, you know, this inadequacy and this hurt that yeah. came with that, right? Totally. I didn't even, so it's, it's kind of crazy because I've never considered myself an angry person. Like I actually was like, oh, I'm not like, I never get angry. And which is true. Like I, cause I don't allow myself to get angry because I don't want other people to think I'm an angry person, I guess. And I never wanted to like get, let it get that far, whatever that means. Like I was scared to feel anger. And so I never... I never expressed it. And so it was like sitting inside of me. Um, and beneath that, like you were saying was, I was just like, mom, why can't you just acknowledge me? Like, can't you just tell me I'm doing great? Or like, dad, why can't you just say that? Like the things I'm doing are good enough. Like, why do I have to be perfect? Like, and it was this feeling of like, just let me be, can you just let me be who I am? And just, that's it. Like, that's enough. Like not have to justify it. Yeah. So that was really great that, you know, then the memory came up, came up and then we sort of had this process where you had this chance to get, <clears throat> get those emotions out that you weren't allowed to, or you couldn't express at the time, which is such a relief to yeah. finally put those emotions into words and be allowed to, to spell them out. And then also then your parents, you know, you had this beautiful conversation and what happened? You want to share a little bit? Yeah. So I mean, I think also for you guys listening, like this was a, this was totally an emotional process because one, um, I had never let myself feel anger. So actually like as Caroline, as you were saying to me, oh, like feel anger, like get mad. And I didn't know how to do it. Like, I don't know if you remember that part, but I was like, I can't like yell. Like I had a, I had a really hard time like getting mad. And I think that's like the deep rooted, like people pleaser in me. That's like, I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Like, I don't want to get mad because then they're going to think I'm crazy or like, they're going to think whatever, fill in the blank. And I don't want to hurt their feelings when the whole time, like my feelings have been hurt, but I never spoke it. And, Mm. and I think that for me was a real like aha moment. Like, oh shit, I actually don't know how to express anger. And it's just inside of me. And like anger is an emotion. Like it's okay to feel it, but you kind of helped me see like, oh yeah, it's totally normal. And maybe as a female, I thought like, oh, I should just be like all cute and like da 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 da. Like girls that get angry are psychos and like, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> and that was like the story right around, around the, the anger. Mm. And that is such a common thing that through our upbringing, certain emotions get vilified and we're not we just shut them down and we are not, we don't allow ourselves to feel them, let alone express them, but they don't go away. Those emotions stay in our bodies. And then later on, they can lead to anxiety, depression, 
um, physical pain, emotional pain. I mean, you literally felt that burning in your middle of your back, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then when we did the part where, so she had me basically step into my mom and then step into my dad as if I was them and have this conversation with the little like inner child, like the little version of me. And what I came to discover is that both of my parents were doing the best that they could, which I've known, like I knew that in my head, but mm -hmm. I think I didn't truly understand it like in my body. And so I was like, yeah, I get it. But, you know, I'd always have like this, I get it, but like, why don't you love me? Like, why aren't I good enough? And what I realized is like, they were doing the best that they could and they were actually really just confused. They didn't know how to be a parent because there's no user manual. And like, I expected them to know, obviously as a kid, you just, that's just normal, but like they were doing the best that they could based on, you know, their parents. And it really helped me like have a lot more love and compassion for them and forgiveness. Like there was, there's been a lot of times where I haven't fully forgiven. Like I've half forgiven and then like, yep, I've forgiven you. And it really exposed the, the, I guess, lack of depth of the like true forgiveness. And it mm -hmm. allowed me to be at peace with them and myself and be like, yeah, it's, I was actually really fucking mad at you. And you never, you didn't do these things for me. Like what the hell? And, and express that. And, and it's not to say that like, you know, they were doing their best. That's it. But I can still be mad about it. <laughs> Mm. But the thing is, um, you know, this is it's not an intellectual process. We don't just talk about it intellectually. It just literally connects you with this part of you that is still mad. And she had all the right to be mad and, and didn't have her needs met. But then also to really viscerally get it, what the parents, they were just acting from their own pain and not having their needs met. And again, it's not just intellectually getting it. Yeah, they did the best they can. But to actually the, the little younger hurt kid got it. And that's how you could make your peace. And that's how you could, you know, and you were actually finally being seen. You know, they actually listened to you and heard you and acknowledged you, you know. Yeah. I think the other part, too, that really was helpful was you asked me, like, what would the little version of me say to my mom or say to my dad now knowing that they were doing the best that they could? And the little version of me was like, hey, mom, it's okay. Like, you're, you're amazing. Because the thing is, is like, if my mom's listening, I love you, mom. But my mom does not acknowledge herself. Like, she's amazing. She doesn't acknowledge herself. And so when she, because she can't acknowledge herself, she can't acknowledge me. And my dad, my dad can't tell me I'm good enough because he himself has told me that there's times where he doesn't feel good enough. So like, you can't give someone something you don't have. You can't be something that you're, you know what I mean? Like you can't be an example of that if you aren't it. And it was like this, this light bulb moment for me of, oh, that's, that's why. And it was like the puzzle piece clicked. So for you guys listening, if you're having these struggles in your own life of feeling not seen, heard, understood, whatever the things are, you know, like this is a really cool chance for you to dig into your own past and be like, hmm, where did I not, where did I not get this from? And like, maybe, maybe get curious around those events. Mm. And that's why this work is so important because as you said, 
we can't love fully love somebody else you know if we we're not fully loving ourselves you know we can't yeah we can't give somebody something that we don't experience in ourselves and if we feel like this void inside of us or if we feel shut down then we're going to attract our partners from that place and i've i've known that for myself in the past that we instead of attracting the soulmate we're going to attract the woundmate you know yeah. and then we're reenacting our past wounds you know and and in, in a dysfunctional or disempowering and frustrating and in way and so the more we can heal and come back to ourselves to the wholeness and to this love and self-love and self-acknowledgement then we don't need this validation from the outside we don't need somebody to love us to fill this emptiness you know we we are already this wholeness and then we're creating life from the wholeness, you know, attracting partners from that, attracting opportunities from that. Yeah. And I, I think like something for me that's shifted recently, I don't know about you and your own journey, but like the concept that self care, like I never really understood self love and self care until pretty recently. And that self care is like the embodiment of self love because it's like the action part of it, right? Like when you like yourself enough and you then love yourself enough, you can start doing things to respect and appreciate your body. Like that's why I exercise, right? It's not like I don't always enjoy it, but I know that my body needs it and I care about it. And so I want to do that. And I'm curious to know, like, how do you start to love yourself more like it's such a like self-love is such a hype word and so many people are like okay self-love and they just like dismiss it and then there's a lot of people that are like self-love yeah but I think it's like an umbrella word that people don't really know what it means and like how to get it and I guess for people listening what could you suggest for them to start taking steps towards starting to love themselves more mm -hmm. that's a great question and I think maybe one way to begin this journey is with self-compassion, you know, being a, starting to be a friend to ourselves, being the friend that we are to other people. And when we are struggle and when we feel like not good enough and we're cracking the whip, you know, just stepping back and going like, what would, if this was a friend, what would I say to this friend right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and usually we come from a place of caring and a place of compassion you know, for our friend and sort of start to turn this around rather than being, you know, vicious and being, you know, just beating ourselves up to just open up for a moment, take a moment and go like, what would, what would a friend say to me, right? What could I say to myself if it was my own best friend right now? Yeah. I love that. And I think that's, I mean, that's really the only way to change, isn't it? Like you can't change if you are hating yourself or you're in this place where you're so mad at yourself because your brain is so consumed with that. You don't even have the space to like come up with solutions. It's like yeah. you have to be nice to yourself, which is such a foreign concept for most people. I think at least like all the clients that come to me, they're like, I hate my body. I hate myself. I hate my decisions. I hate how I eat. I'm in this cycle. Like what's wrong with me? There's like so much guilt and shame. And that's, I think that's the part that's like sometimes especially in like dieting culture and like body image culture it's like that's what's focused on is the like restrict diet you're not good enough you got to be skinnier 
rather than like, hey, you're good. But if you want to improve, you can. And like flipping it from like the let's get a little bit healthier to like let's get skinnier and weigh less and try to shrink yourself. Can you relate to that? Oh yeah, totally. And you know, I've I've shared with you earlier that I had a when I was a teenager, I had a um eating disorder. Yeah. And looking back now, I just felt like I had this void and I was just trying to fill it with carbohydrates, with sugar, you know, and and but it never worked. And so I ended up um, you know, bulimic and and just getting rid of it and um and then, of course, beating myself up over it. And it was totally secret. I mean, nobody knew, knew about it at all. Yeah. And, um, but what happened at some stage, it was just this voice in my head that said, no, you can't do this. You, you know, if you're choosing to eat more than you need, or if you eat too much, then you have to, um, you have to experience the consequences, which is you're going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, it was like my higher self speaking to me. And actually, I, I, it was a truth. And I, I listened to it. And, and from that moment, I started to wean myself off that just purely by willpower, I guess, and by realizing, no, this is not how life works. I got to take responsibility for my actions. But then I still didn't have any relationship to my body. I had sort of incarnated down to here, not even to my neck. I was literally living in my bo- in my head. Yeah. That's where it, this world from, you know, just a little bit of satisfaction, a little bit of, you know, mostly frustration, sort of kind of in this gray zone. And so when I started with the journey work myself and started to let go of those, you know, facing the void and letting go of those negative beliefs around myself and my body, and, you know, growing up in a perfectionist sort of family, everything had to be perfect. And I was never measuring up. I mean, there was just no way I could ever be good enough, you know, yeah. all those things. And so when I, and yeah, and also men were touted to be the, the be all and, you know, that's it, you know, the, the crown of creation. And women were just, you know, just the slower, inferior species. And I love my dad. I love my parents. But again, they were also acting from their consciousness and, and I'm fine with it now, but so as I was healing all those kind of things and made my peace with it, I also started to embody, you know, came into my body. I started to um, just be able to feel feelings, like you said, to be able to feel um, uh, anger, you know, and to just feel it and be with and acknowledge it that it's there. Or And with that, I was able to experience the higher emotions like joy and like bliss and like ecstasy and like passion. Yeah which I had never experienced prior either because I was so shut down, you know, and then I started to embody, you know, that came into my body. I just started to feel my body and, and start to make friends with it. And again, it was a journey. It's not like a, you do it once and you, it fixes everything, you know? Right. And, um, and so gradually it was a process of just coming home to myself and, just feeling, yes, I am okay. My body is okay. And I'm, you know, totally emotions are okay. And it's all good. Yeah. Oh my God. I can relate so much. I mean, you know, I've struggled with, uh, binge eating for however many years and only recently have really like come through the other side of it. And, you know, I still have moments where my relationship with food is like, you know, but I think we all have that once we've had it in our past. Mm -hmm. And the thing that always helps me get out of that gross place is reminding myself that it's a process 
and like being gentle with myself and acknowledging that like every single person goes through this. Like we all are going to mess up. And like, I think the, the power of like mantras and affirmations around like, instead of saying like, I'm in my best body, right? Like you don't feel that way when you're like bloated and you've overeaten or like you feel gross or like shame or guilt or whatever, but it's like, I am becoming someone who, right? And it's like the, like acknowledging that it's a process and it takes time and like being okay with where you're at and knowing that you don't want to do this anymore. You don't want to be living the way you're living anymore. And it's like every day is a chance to get closer to that person that you want to be. Like every decision, even, you know, like every meal you eat, every decision you make, every time you look at yourself in the mirror, you can decide to be like, I'm ugly, fat, and gross, or I am becoming prettier, right? Or I am becoming more beautiful. I am becoming whatever. And that, that for me was like a really great way to not like trick myself, you know, like to trick myself into believing it because I know like my own experience with affirmations and mantras when someone's like, just say you're beautiful and like, you'll believe it eventually. I was like, no, like I'm lying to myself. Like I know it, like that's not how I feel. So it was like, I had to kind of like segue my into that, like segue myself into that new space with that wording. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And that's very powerful to find a way that works for you. Because the truth is with affirmations that can be very powerful, but if there is a still an inner kid that goes like, no way, I'm ugly as sin, or, you know, no way, I, you know, I'm a, a fat and ugly, then you're just putting, it's like, yeah, you're just putting this lipstick on, you know, on something that's not really healed. So that's where the healing comes back in again, and, uh, you know, to go and heal this inner kid that believes all those things because it's never been the truth then and it's not the truth now, but the little kid made, you know, things happen and the little kid started to believe those things, you know, and through the healing that we talked about earlier, the healing process, another aspect of it is to clear those old beliefs out, to really expose them as there were lies. It was just a mistake that the child, she just didn't have the resources and it was natural that she just adopted those beliefs about herself to keep herself safe and protect herself from all pain, yeah. you know? And so then when you, when you truly let go of those emotions, then it's much easier to practice those beliefs because you don't have this undercurrent still fueling the old beliefs. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. So going deep is required in order to fully heal. And totally. It, totally. It, it's freaking hard work. You know, it's like uncomfortable, but I can say it's worth it, you know, and I'm still on the journey and you too, like it's a process and, um, but it, it, there's so much freedom and peace and like life on the other side of it. It's wonderful. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely priceless. And, you know, at the same time, acknowledging our humanness and, um, sometimes the wagon wheel falls off, like you said, and that's okay. And just to be able to put it back on again, have compassion for ourselves in those moments and then just again like you say just moment by moment moment making more empowered choices and every single choice you make it just leads you to this greater freedom more empowerment just owning who you really are and just living yeah living you know your purpose i mean it's just endless the, <laughs> the good totally. that comes out of it right yeah, for sure I love that. For for people that are listening, like what are some questions that they could ask themselves to start 
on this journey, you know, say they're home and they're like, all right, I want to start doing this type of work. They got a journal, they got a pen. What would be some resources that you could, you could share with them? Um, yeah, great question. So maybe if you um, sitting down, if you feel like emotionally overwhelmed or you feel stressed, maybe just even journaling and just getting all this stuff out on, on paper without judging it, just free flow, right. is really powerful to get this top layer of emotions out um, out of your system mm-hmm. um, and then then asking yourself deeper questions you know like and I've been playing with this and find this works really well like what could I do to move forward with more joy in my life what could I do to um, to solve this problem or what could I do to have more freedom in my eating and then once you've sort of cleared the top emotional layer then you just listen and listen what your deeper part tells you. And you just, you just write from your intuition. And it's really amazing when we ask ourselves empowered questions, our brain suddenly goes, instead of beating up on what we're not, it's suddenly opening up to solutions and possibilities and opportunities. And we're starting to access a part of our brain that can give us the answers. You know, yeah. and I, I love this. I've been working with this for a while now and it's just, whoa, the stuff that comes out is really, yeah, or deeper part talking to ourselves, to us. Totally. I know something for me that's helped, like a question is like, what lies have I been telling myself? And there was so many. <laughs> it was like, wow, there's just, or like, what, what things do I tell myself? And then a follow-up question, do I have any proof of those being true? And that for me was like, whoa, uh, no, like my belief about not being good enough. Like no one's ever told me that, like actually like, Hey Sam, you're not good enough. Or actually if they have, it doesn't mean it's true. And it was this moment of like, oh, I, I just adopted those. Like I, they stuck onto me like a magnet and it's like, at any time I can take that little magnet and flick it off and like choose to feel better. And like go up the spiral of like good feelings a little bit more. And it's, I think visualizing it like that has been really helpful because I'm such a like graphic and visual person that thinking of all the other beliefs as like spiky, um, like we talked about like the amoeba that was inside of me that was kind of like itching to get out. I think of it as like, you know, you're a person, you're magnetic and you have all these like magnets on you and some of them are great and powered beliefs all, all the good stuff. And then some of them are like the ones that bring you down. And it's like, all right, we're just going to flick off the old, <laughs> the magnets that aren't serving us anymore and put on some good new ones. And, and that, that for me has really helped like visually move forward too. Mm, that's beautiful. That's, that's awesome. And so the way I did it when I was kind of trying to revamp myself after my um, big kind of, you know, hitting rock bottom was, that I literally, whenever I was so watchful of my thoughts and whatever thought came through, I just identified it either as it's true or not true. And then I literally put a cross through it and deleted it and, and um, replaced it with an empowered thought. And I think if you do this long enough with, much, with enough determination, then you're creating those new neural connections and it becomes more and more the truth. And then after a while you go like, duh, of course I'm good enough, you know? Yeah. 
But actually, there's one more thing I want to say, because we can come to this place and feel, yes, I am good enough and totally believe it. But when we step out of the comfort zone and when we're creating a business and we want to grow, we constantly need to step out of our comfort zone, right? Mm. Invariably, our, you know, the inner critic voice becomes more vocal and fears become come up a little stronger again and that's normal that's natural it's again it's just this part trying to keep us safe and so just to know that this happened it made all the difference for me to just in the face of that you know just surrounded with love and go like well I'm still gonna do what I want to do right and sometimes it trips me up and then I realize it again go like no I you know I, I can do this you know yeah. No, I think that's such a good point. Cause it's easy to be like, okay, I'm healed. Cool. Never have to deal with anything again, but it's like, no, it's, it's a spiral. Like you heal and then like you go through an experience and then it comes back around and then you got to work on it again because a different angle or like a new layer, like exposed itself and, and to, to know that that's going to happen so that you can like prepare for it and acknowledge like, this isn't, oh my God, am I broken again? Like, uh, it's like, no, no, like you're good. You just, just when you can expect it, it doesn't shock you and surprise you so much and like take you back and put you into that fear, fear mode for sure. Hmm. And I think that's one of those beautiful things of healing work is that it helps us to just become more present, you know, inside of ourselves, inside of our bodies, inside of the present moment, because any of those thoughts, it's just, we're still hanging out in the past, you know, in in an old story or we're going into what ifs and we're projecting into the future, but either way, we're not really present. And so that's the beauty of the journey work or any healing that you may be doing with your clients is that it helps us to become present in, in our power. That's where it is. It's in the present moment, you know? Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so grateful that like we've been connected through, uh, I think it was through Gabby, like that Instagram live and just, it's so, it's always amazing to me how connections happen. Like no effort just happens easy and you're here. And I think that what we've talked about is so relevant, especially in times of quarantine when we are almost like forced to sit with ourselves. And I think that this episode is really going to be helpful for people that are struggling with, I don't know, anxiety, overwhelm, stress, fear, whatever those things are. Um, and so I just want to like acknowledge you and just be super appreciative and grateful for everything that you shared and the whole journey that you've taken me through as well. It's, it's so humbling to like, feel like, yeah, I'm good. And then have more stuff be exposed. And it's like, okay, we all can just be better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here and share with you and connect with you and, and so what is sort of your biggest takeaway from that journey that you had with me? What, what are you taking with you? Yeah, I think, well, I think one of the, the biggest things is carving out the space to go inwards is like required. And I never allowed myself to do that because I thought I just had to keep going and like doing, doing, doing. And I realized that the answers are in the slowness. Like when I slow down, I have so much clarity and it actually allows me to do a lot less work to just get the answer. Like I don't have to find it. It just comes to me. And I never truly understood that until it happened to me when I was forced to slow down. Beautiful. I love it. That's, that's the truth. That's awesome.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you on social media, on the internet? Uh, tell them everything about you. Okay. So I'm on Instagram probably um, most of the time. So that's, you'll probably put the handle down in the notes at carolinastevens.com. Oh no, at Carolina Stevens and then Facebook. And also um, I've got a website and yeah, that's pretty much it. And also actually I would like to offer to your, um, if you're okay with it, just um, I, you know, free, just a free chat, complimentary chat, 20 minutes. If you want to just find out a little bit more, um, the link is in my bio. You can just jump in and you'd love to have a chat. Yeah. Amazing. And you guys, I mean, we spent like what, two hours or something on a call and it was so, it was really powerful. So I just want to acknowledge you and your skills and just thank you for sharing your healing work with us and me. And I'm really excited to see um, how this helps people and changes their lives. So Awesome. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. I know I did. It was so much fun talking with Caroline about just limiting beliefs and digging into who am I and how do I want to live my life. I just want to remind you that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And you always have a choice, right? Like you are not a victim. You always have choice. And the coolest part is you've survived everything up until now. And now it's time to thrive and to step into your power. And I really hope that this episode helped you to see how capable you are and how it's so possible to change. Wherever you are right now, it is possible to change. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if so, I would love for you to screenshot it and tag me on your stories, tag Carolyn on your stories, and let us know what was the most impactful thing. We love hearing from you. I'm so grateful that you took the time to pop on and listen to this episode and take time out of your day. I know how much effort that requires, and I really do appreciate you. Catch you on the next episode, and have an amazing rest of your day.